This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, welcome inside one giant step. A ho, 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 Merry Christmas edition as we are a couple days away from the Giants on Christmas Eve with the Minnesota Vikings. Thank you for listening, subscribing, downloading, anywhere podcasts are available, free on the Odyssey app, and of course, checking us out on YouTube as well. And look, take us with us. I'm sure you are right now, probably beeping at somebody in a parking lot who has turned into the spot before you in the last dash rush before the holidays. Paul Dettino with me, Sean Morris. Paul, hello, ho, ho, ho to you. Hey, great to see you again, Sean. And you know, I just hope that somebody keeps the Grinch away from the Giants because they're on the verge of making the playoffs, and the Grinch is about the only thing that could steal it from them right now. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple things we're going to get into, obviously, before we get to game picks, uh, you know, the fantasy reality stuff, all of that. Uh, first, just flat out a scenario. The Giants can clinch a playoff spot Saturday I'm uttering those words. It is possible that they could clinch a playoff spot Saturday with still two weeks to play in the season. That scenario is something, Paul, where, again, if you told us that as we approached that Titan game week one, we would have said, what? With two weeks left, they have that potential? So the scenario essentially is Giants need to win in Minnesota and basically have Washington, the Lions, Seahawks, any combination of the two or the three of them lose a game on on Saturday. Right. Um, and by the way, all possible. The Commanders are playing the 49ers. That's one of the two late window games with, of course, the Eagle-Cowboy game going on. Obviously not an easy task out in San Francisco. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Clearly not, a, not an easy task. And, you know, the Lions have a tricky game where the odds makers right now only have them as two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Carolina Panthers who lost last week. But Carolina has just been swinging in some of these games. Major letdown versus Pittsburgh. But that won't be a simple rollover. We're going to roll you and thump you game for the Lions. So, really, I, I got to be honest, Paul, it comes down to the Giants for me. I think that two of those three will lose a game this week, and it comes down to whether the Giants get the job done or not. Yeah, I think that's very possible, Sean. And, you know, the late Wellington Mara always said that his goal every season was that the fans could come to the final home game on the schedule with reasons to cheer. In other words, that your team was still alive with playoff yeah. possibilities. Well, that's going to happen. No matter what happens this Sunday, the Giants will host the Colts the following weekend knowing that the playoffs are still very, very real. And, and that's what makes this December run so much fun because they have been able to resuscitate the goals of, of their late owner. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been a long time coming. And oh, by the way, 
It's a rewarding one. We enjoyed the heck out of it. It was a little different in 2020 because clearly no fans were in the stands. We still made them. It didn't matter, Paul. You know, covering the Giants, Giant fans. Didn't matter the NFC. He stunk. We were into it. We were watching Sunday Night Football that last week. But this is obviously a much different December run. The Giants already have eight wins. Um, they are clearly, you know, better a better team than that, or at least a better coach team than that. So, um, yeah, while the Giants had meaningful football, it was much different meaningful football two years ago. Well, you know why, Sean? Because the Giants did not control their own destiny. As much That's as they true, were in a must-win against Dallas in the season finale, you still had to watch that very painful, disgusting, and vomit-inducing Philadelphia Eagles game. And that's, that's the true. difference. The Giants are in complete control of their own fate. That's what makes this so much more special. And, Paul, I really want the Giants to take care of business this week or next week because I'm going to tell you right now, if they got to a Week 18 versus the Philadelphia Eagles and that scum from Philadelphia now decides they're not going to rest anybody the way they rested everybody so the Giants got screwed two years ago, I am not not going to be a happy camper in mid-January. Okay, a couple house-cleaning notes, Paul. Um, I guess semi-interesting to some who are fans and not in the building, probably not a big surprise to some in the building. The Giants did wave Tay Crowder, but as of last night, we are taping this on Thursday morning, did bring him back to the practice squad, which I don't know what was more surprising, them waving him or them, once he was waved, it kind of felt like maybe because of the, the free me tweet and everything, that would be it. But here he is back in the building on the practice squad. Do you have any thoughts, uh, some analysis here on, on what exactly happened here with Tay Crowder? Jay Crowder, who was Mr. Avelavin and obviously ascended from special teams to becoming a starting player, under Wink Martindale, uh, his his role was a little bit lost in the scheme. Now, there are a couple of reasons for that. Number one, he's not the most sound and basic fundamental tackler of the linebackers. Yeah, okay. Sure. Let's let's be very clear about that. Take Crowder, he's not afraid to necessarily hit guys but he doesn't always technically wrap them up and bring them down. And that's a very big deal to Wake Martindale. He is an old-school defensive coordinator, and he's very big on fundamentals. You wrap up and you take a guy down. That was one thing that I'm sure rubbed him the wrong way. The other thing is that Tate Crowder very often did not have great play recognition. He also many times took the wrong angles when trying to attack somebody from the front seven. And you combine all these things together, and what you saw was that his production was not meeting what Wink Martindale was demanding. And over the course of time, they found out when they brought back Jalen Smith that he was producing at a higher level. In fact, did you know Jalen Smith does not have a missed tackle this season? He may have taken a couple of wrong angles. Surprising because it feels like Jalen Smith takes a lot of wrong angles whenever I watch him play. But if he hasn't missed a tackle, I'd rather you make the tackles than miss him, clearly. When you get there, yeah, nobody breaks free from him, right? When Jalen Smith hits you, you go down. Um, so that's a big deal. Uh, and then obviously, they really like McFadden, the rookie who came out of Indiana. As he has progressed, he's taken reps away. Uh, they use Tony Jefferson in the sub role, they use now Landon Collins in the sub role. To be frank with you, it was not a surprise that Crowder was then taken off the 53 because his role had significantly diminished. Now, the corresponding move, do we expect this? Because I didn't see it official that it's going to be Landon Collins. Well, Wink Martindale, when he spoke to the media yesterday, 
the way he talked about Landon and that he played well last week and that he sees how he can fit in the defense the rest of the season, that kind of let the cat out of the bag. So I would be very surprised, yeah. even though Brian Dable said they won't make any moves on that 53rd man of the roster until Friday or maybe even Saturday. Uh, well, it would have to be Friday because the game is on Saturday. Yeah. The way Wick Martindale talked about Collins, it would be very surprising yeah. if he was not the addition. And I know, obviously, many Giant fans have a big, big soft spot, as we all should, for Landon Collins, right? I mean, obviously, a big second-round pick. He had moments, then he left the free agency, comes back. And Landon Collins clearly is an older player now, not the same player where he was running around at safety. And, you know, a guy that comes down and plays in the box and to be able to play some of that inside linebacker stuff now for the Giants when he has it. Here's the bottom line with Landon Collins. Um, is he as big and strong enough maybe to take on some of the blocks, you know, in real physical run games? No, but what Landon Collins does and what we saw on Sunday night, when, you know, the, the opportunity presents itself, he creates negative plays and right away on Sunday night versus a good run game. This is a giant's defense. Let's face it. You know, we talk about the corners and the weakness and worried about the receivers. They've been gashed on the run a, a lot of this year here. And Landon Collins, if he can create negative plays in that run game, I mean, frankly, that's more than Tay Crowder do that does. So I, I'm all on board for it. And this is a defense right now under Wink Martindale. It should be just doing the math. Throw together as many negative plays as you can in one game plan and hope that it's enough to go out there and win a game and hold the team down. And that's exactly what Landon Collins gives them right now. Wink, when asked specifically about Landon Collins, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is that he's smart. He knows yeah. what he's doing out there and he helps guys line up and he's not going to make mental mistakes. Again, you're talking about an old school coordinator, Sean. And, and MEs, as coaches call them, mental errors, are not things they tolerate very well. <laughs>